like, yeah, Francis, come in. Yeah, take a seat. Um, before the uh, weekly general meeting, TJM, WGM, uh, where we talk about uh, what we might do for season two of the podcast, we've noticed that you're coming in quite late, quite a bit. Yeah, and, Francis, uh, I'm afraid that like we've had uh, a lot of reports of this lateness. It's not something that we can really tolerate at this point. Sorry, back to you. Yeah, and we, as you know, we need everybody on board uh, to make the content that you can find at www.thatguys.co.uk uh, go out and be read by adoring fans of video game content. Yeah. And... Uh, social channels as well. Richie, do you want to mention this? Yeah, um, so like we need our readers to be able to go to these social channels using um, our tag of course, which is at that guy's a maniac all one word, lowercase um, in such places as Twitter, uh, Instagram mm-hmm. YouTube Facebook, mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, that's that's really really, it's priority number one for us here at the office Yeah. Now we know Children get sick. Some children get chronically sick. But uh, let's just say we'd like to see you in the office uh, at least at nine o'clock uh, the coming period. Okay? Mm. Yep. All right. Thanks, Francis. Okay. Cheers, Francis. Thanks, man. Yeah, just shut the door on the way out. Yeah. Oof. That's fucking tough. I know. I know. But, um, Do you know what might perk up the spirits, though? What's that? The spirits. It might be we should uh, have like a Halloween party. Oh. You know. Then maybe, uh, yeah. Francis will turn up on time. Yes. And do his work, and we won't have to have these scary meetings. Uh, <laughs> scary meetings. Okay, cool. So we are here with our Halloween episode. Is it going to be spooky, Farley? It's going to be spooky. It's the blood-curdling, spine-chilling episode for Halloween. Hmm. So last year's uh, Halloween episode, you you let all of our readers know that uh, you didn't like Halloween very much. I'd like it more, I think, if we got a day off. Yeah, you know what? That's a fucking good point. Yeah. Like, we get days off for much sillier things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't begrudge religion or celebrating the monarchy or whatever if it means you have a day off. That's yeah. fine. But don't create some bullshit holiday where we don't get a day off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's the other thing, is, like, for these Halloween sort of office traditions, you're you are genuinely expected to go to work, but dressed up as a tit at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Eat, you know, pump, pumpkin-flavoured things. And I don't, I don't like the taste of pumpkin either, particularly. No, and, and pumpkin-spiced anything is not actually a nice thing to, <laughs> to do it. You know, like, like, least of all coffee, you know? I, yeah. I, I prefer the Christmas ones. I like, like, the gingerbread flavour and stuff like yeah, that, you know? Yeah, Pumpkin spice is just... 
Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, there's our hot takes. Yeah, hot, um, hot takes on the annual celebration <laughs> of All Hallows Eve. Of All Hallows, when uh, when Santa raised Jesus from the dead. <laughs> yes, something like that, yeah. To, Absolutely. To fight the Easter Bunny or something. And Satan was kicked out of heaven. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's why uh, we have bats at Halloween. Fact. Fact. Yeah. So what are we... What's our gimmick this year? Uh, our gimmick this year is we are going to talk about our favourite ghosts in games. Things that go bump in the night. Right, no, ghosts, ghosts in games. Not your mum. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there with your mum joke. Don't, don't leave the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> it's awful having to do a Halloween episode. I shouldn't you, have made a your mum joke. I do you want to do some overthink about what is a ghost and what isn't a ghost, or should we just? Oh, the best part is I actually have uh, oh, one of the ones right. I've chosen is yeah. yeah and yeah. Well, I mean, like we all know what a ghost is. Mm-hmm. It's not a monster. You know, yeah, it's like a see-through spirit thing. You know, okay. Um, I'm <laughs> not. Like- go- I'm not going to go into too much because genuinely, anything I say about my rules of it is yeah. probably going to make one of my choices for my favorite ghost go the fuck out of the window. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Ghosts are ghosts or games. Games are ghosts. What, what I will say is that. We don't have enough, um, you know, given the creative freedom of the medium of video games, you don't see any weird and wacky ghosts, really. I'd like to see, well, maybe you have some on your list, I'd like to see ghost dinosaurs. Or, you know, the best bits of Ghostbusters movies are the little cutaways they do, especially in the second one, to various ghosts turning like the ghost taxi driver yeah. and, and the ghost of the Titanic coming in. Those are, those bits were really cool. Yeah. I'd like to see more of that, you know, more creepy stuff like that in, in uh, video games, which you can do easily because, you know, you're not, you're not constrained by, uh, <laughs> by the reality of ghosts. You're not constrained by the reality yeah. of ghosts. Sticking, sticking <laughs> yeah. to real ghosts. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, <laughs> graphic, graphically lifelike ghosts. Uh, you ghost do whatever you want. Dinosaurs, or yeah, I feel Just like anything. Yeah, I mean, like that gets kind of into a weird sort of. Um, that gets into a weird place. I, I know that I wasn't going to th- overthink what a ghost is, yeah. but in general, I you don't get ghosts of animals. I think. Is it's not just mostly people? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because animals don't have souls. But I think, well, I think they do. <laughs> like you know, if you maybe it's at, a collective soul for like all dinosaurs. They have one soul. Well, I don't know. Like if you look at the history, the geological history of life on Earth, right? Ninety-nine percent of things are dead. Yeah. Um, but more than that, the reason why you don't see them is because when you die, you're stuck at your at the the level which you lived yeah 
Yeah. So they're going. So they're going around. It's just they're buried underground. Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I might erosion and outcrops, but um, yeah, that's my thing, and that's why you don't see many like, you know, Roman ghosts. Because well, yeah, this is actually a thing. Like, uh, one of my friends' mums, she claimed that she saw um, the ghost of a Roman soldier. Yeah. Uh, and of course, where I lived was pretty much beside Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. But. It was only like uh, the top half of his torso. Yeah, she saw going through and like, oh, it makes sense because the yeah. world was yeah. yeah. He's stuck in he's stuck in the ground. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to see ghost dinosaurs, go to like a quarry or something. Yeah. Yeah, and what's really weird is that if you think about, you know, all the all the areas of the world that uh, weren't underwater during the last ice age when the and then when the um, oh my ice god, think of all of the organisms in the war. Yeah, exactly. Underwater ghosts. There's whole like villages and stuff under there. Yeah. Yeah, but no one's looking for underwater ghosts. So, like, what is the statistic of, of the number of krill that's in the ocean? Do they all yeah. have ghosts? Yeah, 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 tiny ghosts. Do ghosts take up energy? <laughs> if we could um, work out how to use their energy, we could solve the energy crisis. Well, yeah, just. Move from fossil fuels to ghost fossil fuels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that'll keep us going for like another couple of thousand years, I think. Yeah, the krill souls won't mind. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, or you could just, uh, all the ghosts that must be in the chalk. Yeah. All, like, all, the co- all chalk is, is just like the corpses of... Um... Yeah. Yeah. Think of the ghost potential there. If we could somehow suck them out of the uh, cliffs and then, I don't know, burn them. Yeah. Anyway. Existential what? discussion. Um, Give me a video game ghost that you have written on your list. Um, is, it fav- I, is it favorites? Are we going for favorites? Or we're we're going, going for f- favorites. Um, okay. Yeah, and it was top four. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go for a really obvious one first. Yeah. I'm going to go for Boo. Boo. Okay. Boo. You know the the ghost in, in Mario Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. He sort of did his first sort of premiere in uh, Mario Brothers. I like him. I like that there is a sort of cool, I don't know, risk and reward with those ghosts. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously when you look at them, they stay still and they hide behind and they're all shy. Uh, but when then when they when you look away, they go all evil and they start flying towards you, and so yeah. you have to sort of like almost get them to a position where you can jump over them safely and not die. Yeah. Um, but I there's also there's a weird thing about the ghosts in Mario and specifically in Mario World because they branch out. There's like a tons of different ones, and um, what's that it called? The- Boo family tree. Yeah, your massive family tree. So you get Big Boo, of mm-hmm. course, who's like a boss in the um, one of the secret en- uh, secret exits for some of the levels. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Ghost house. Um, but in the ghost house, you also get like uh, clouds of boos. Like yeah, you know, thousands of them up there, and only some of them will come down and attack you and stuff like that. That's quite cool. And yeah. then you get static ones that just go around in a circle, but with yeah. just a little gap that you have to run in at just the right time. And then you get ones that sort of, like a group of them that all sort of 
follow around in a pattern. Um, so they don't do the whole "I'm a scared of you" thing, and they they just sort of move constantly around in 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 a, in a understandable platform uh, pattern. But then there's also this weird thing um, with the ghosts, and it I, I don't know that this it hits a chord within me, and 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 I don't I don't know what it is. Like, so if you hit those ghosts, you're gonna you're gonna die, yeah. you know. Um, or you're you're gonna shrink, or you're gonna lose your feather, or whatever. But one of the things that allows you to actually interact with those ghosts is Mario's spin jump, mm-hmm. and I always find that quite weird because why does his spin jump allow him to it sort of click jump off a ghost? Please, because. What's so he's, special about his... He's, he spins in such a way that he, he temporarily taps into the spirit world. That's that's cool. <laughs> I mean, they, they should really touch on that more uh, I, in, in I, the later... I want to see a, pre- a prequel to, to Mario where where like, where like he's learning all these skills, you know? Or is it just... Yeah. You know, doing parkour a lot and got really maybe, good at maybe it? Maybe Chris Pratt's rendition of him will bring in... The magic ghost tapping shoes. Yeah, the backstory. Yeah. Oh, you know. well, how, did he, I mean, how did he learn how to do the crouch jump, right? And get sick, sick jumps off that. Yeah, well, I mean that is that that's a that's a Mario Brothers two thing that doesn't really. There's things about Mario Brothers two that just don't fit in the canon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean he he gets the he gets the crouch jump. You know that becomes a staple in the three D game. Does it? Yeah. All oh, yeah. right. Okay, okay. Okay. You know, like in N sixty four, you crouch and do the jump, and you go flying all over the shop. Uh, no. You can do a backflip. Yeah. No. Oh, I was meaning the the crouch jump in Mario two, where you you duck down oh, well, you for a few seconds and then you got a bigger yeah, jump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just thinking of the different things. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all um, of which, all of which need an origin story. They do, I, but the the power of the spin jump, its ability to break bricks underneath, you know, uh, that's that's really cool. Like, I feel like it deserves more more recognition mm. <laughs> for Mario's spin jump. More, but yeah, yeah, more respect. Mario Mario deserves more respect. Yeah, but uh. other things um, you can. This is this is weird. You can kill ghosts, and yeah. um, what's it called? Uh, Mario Brothers Three. If you have the Goomba sock, yeah, yeah. That that I mean that's special as well. It somehow, you know, transcends uh, supernatural dimensions and is able to kill a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like I'm, this is why we don't dwell on the definition of what a ghost is. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, you know, later on, he starts getting involved in some of the team sports. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, he, he becomes a staple character, and um, yeah, and you get King Boo, and you get. Oh, yeah, the, the extended family of Boos. Like, I, I touched on it briefly on Mario World, but beyond that, like, there's a million different ones in as well, and, like, you know, are they all mates with, like, 
skeletal Bowser and dry bones and shit like that. Because yeah, yeah, there's, there really is a lot of undead in the Mario games. Yeah, yeah, there really are. Mm. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like those. And if you ever, particularly in the early games, where they're just a straightforward, um, you know, move towards you, like bob up and down. If you're if you're not looking at them. If you ever get caught out by a boo, it's really your own fault. <laughs> That's what I love about them. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... You know, they're predictable. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like, you know, I guess the zombies. The, the zombies of uh, yeah Mario. <laughs> um, they're really easy to deal with, uh, unless you're under some kind of time pressure. Well, you have to yeah, it's jump, the but, risk but, yeah. and reward, as I was yeah, saying yeah, yeah. earlier. Yeah, you've got to see how far you can push it to, like, yeah. But yeah. like there was other cool things um, that you had to do using the ghosts. You had to get them near you, and you could hit them with bricks as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's some light light bullshit in all the new um, Super Mario's. And then of course it was a power up in Mario Kart. Oh yeah. Well, oh, of course the ghost. Yeah, yeah. 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 There we go. Well, that's boo. Boo. That was quite. Um, <laughs> quite succinct yeah nothing more to say about him but he was an obvious one um he didn't make your list then Farley no he wasn't on my list yeah okay cool only because I think we talked about it last time but uh (laughs) (laughs) there we go yeah (laughs) okay well in that case speaking of your list yes so the first one on my list my list is in no order the order in which I thought it and wrote it down yeah I am going to. We made a. We made a rule. We could. We could only choose one Pokemon each. Uh, okay. A maximum of one each to stop <laughs> us just talking about Ghost Pokemon. I think my favourite Ghost Pokemon is Sableye. Sableye. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Sableye is Ghost and Dark, uh, yeah. and it, it kind of has um little gems on it. it has gems for eyes uh, in various games and anime and stuff it's associated with being in dark places and hoarding gems um, that is the a... big evil toothy grin as well yeah well that's that's what's great about uh, um, Sableye in Pokemon Sword and Shield so there are a few when you're in the wild areas there are a few Pokemon who uh, you know come up to you wandle up to you and, and just kind of do a little move or wave at you um, but there are a couple of Pokemon which really chase after you. One, one of which being like Beartick. Yes. <laughs> when you're just outside of Winden, it sort of turns it and then it starts lolloping at you. Um, and Sableye does that, uh, which is interesting because it's the slowest dark type. Not the slowest ghost type, but there's some quite deliberately slow ghosts I mean, out there. Beartick's not particularly high up in the speed stakes. No, but... Sableye properly hairs after you if it catches you running around in a really scary way. Like his mouth, mouth and his yeah, yeah. teeth are lolloping over, open <laughs> and it kind of runs after you. Um, I didn't really know the origin or the, the supposed origin of Sableye. And it's okay. interesting because it's not one that's really based on a ghost. So a lot of the other ones, as we've covered before, uh, come from kind of mythological ghosts. A lot of them draw on this really rich... Yokai uh, culture. Yeah, yokai and, and various degrees yeah. of Japanese spirits. But Sableye is thought to be, of course, Game Freak and creators and designers are always quite tight lipped about the inspiration behind these things. 
thought to be the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblin, which is kind of like a, a little green man type thing. LGM? Yeah. Uh, is it? I'm going to look it up right now. Um, oh. So that's thought to be the loose inspiration for it. Okay. What is uh, the Hopkins Imp? So it, the Hopkins encounter was a uh, one of the one of the named or you know semi-famous uh, close encounters with extraterrestrial beings uh, in Hopkinsville in Kentucky, uh, and the descriptions of it uh, and subsequent illustrations and memes about it uh, essentially look like Sableye. Yeah, so they have, uh, uh, I'm just looking it up now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have like a. Um, Big head, is looks a bit like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch as well. Yeah, and then and then a long body, uh, and kind of glowing eyes, which might be where Sableye's eye comes from in its uh, name yeah, yeah. in English. Uh, I'm sure the Japanese name for it means four different things depending on the context and the, how the uh, words go together. Oh. Yeah, I like uh, I like Sableye uh, as a ghost and dark type. For a while, it it until fairy type turned up it, it was kind of cool so it didn't have many weaknesses or any weaknesses um got a cool mega where it, it also had a really cool uh move set as well because it yeah had so the ability prankster yeah. yeah the prankster so it's yeah um uh, really bad speed stat but with the ability prankster any status moves would automatically go first which has become a little bit less powerful in the days of uh, everybody dropping Psychic Mist uh, with Dynamax, yeah. uh, which means those things don't get pulled off. But yeah, that's, that was a cool little moveset. And it's great they've got Mega. I'm not too sure if the Mega was any good uh, in the short time that we had. Megas. It, it looked good. I, and we have to talk about its shiny form as well. Yes, so shiny. The shiny is completely gold. Yeah. Which is really, really quite cool. And so Sableye usually has a big red gem that he hangs behind. But the shiny version has a big green gem, yeah. and it looks quite sort of sort of ruby and emerald. I, I really like that; it's quite cool. Yes, yeah. The, the gems on its back are supposedly a reference to ruby, sapphire, and emerald. The games in which it first appeared. Oh, okay, cool. So There's a, a different whole bunch of uh, gems on its back. Yeah, I- and it's kind of partnered. So there are. Uh, you may know that there are a kind of partner Pokemon which are often version exclusives and so I think Sableye's partner is Moile Moile yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, big mad toothy head head backward head yeah so <laughs> Still it's, it's beast. this giant evil mouth but it has the body of like an innocent looking little girl but the yeah. hair just basically has teeth it's yeah really, it's a very cool Pokemon yeah 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 um, so those two I think Omega as well it did, yeah. yeah. Further, further feeding to the uh, theory that they are, yeah, um, pairs. So there we go. That's my shout out, Sableye. Cool. Despite the fact it doesn't really have a ghostly, uh, ghostly origin, it is a cool ghost type Pokemon, I think. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We'll accept it because there was no um, definition of ghosts at the start <laughs> of the show. No. <laughs> um, is it a ghost type? Yeah, it's a ghost type. Yeah. Can't deny it. You know, it's actually, it fits in. I, I don't know. Did you ever, like, 
read books on like UFO encounters or anything like that? No, I was never really into UFOs. I don't... And in the days, in the age where uh, it's easier than ever to to be into conspiracy theories, yeah, it's the alien ones always just seem a bit rubbish. See, I'm things. not talking about the conspiracy theories mm. behind it. I'm meaning like as a kid, I remember I had this great big book, yeah, and it was part of a series actually. It was like a series on like the Earth, the planet, human biology, plant biology. And then there was another one, which was UFOs. So it's like these encyclopedias, and then suddenly there's one on UFOs, which gave it some kind of weird credibility. Yeah, yeah I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I used to read that one, but it used to freak me the hell out. So it kind of works with this Halloween jive uh, at nice. the moment. But yeah, like, like just reading stories about like people who have seen these UFOs and you get these pictures of these like big headed things with eyes that don't have uh, pupils or anything like that I, yeah I used to like freak myself out really quite scared of the concept of UFOs you know being able to like I don't know I guess uh, the way it was kind of framed it was like a monster more than a, a UFO you know yeah, I mean, I remember quite clearly uh, one of the books that we had growing up. And again, it would sit next to or in between the encyclopedias and the dictionaries and the you know Book of the Body, Book of the Earth, um, like Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World. Okay. Um, which is a great, great book worth picking up. I mean, you don't, there isn't really anything analogous to it today. And it would just be all, those, all that weird shit, right? So there'd be stuff about crystal skulls, the Mary Celeste, uh, the shifting stones in the desert, um, all of these kind of myths and and legends um, yeah. with photos just in this book. And, you know, again, as a kid, you sitting next to all these reference books. You'd kind of read through it and be like, oh, yeah, maybe there's something to it. Um, and, of course, you know, most of it's bollocks or like the crystal most skulls. Entire, yeah, yeah, crystal exactly. skulls were worked out to be, what, you know, 19th century creations and they worked out how those stones shifted along and Bermuda Triangle was in there and all that all that business yeah um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who still choose to believe that, that it, these are all actually still things and people who you know flat earthers exactly the same sort of thing you know the flat earth society now has offices all over the globe I love that uh, that yeah, little yeah. meme you know? yeah I mean on the one way, it's quite harmless. I think I think I think that's part of the attraction, right? It's because there's no there's no stakes, there's no downside to believing in flat Earth. Really, <laughs> it's just something you can harmlessly put your energy into. Yeah, um, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So. I like. Did you see the um, Louis Theroux one where he went to like visit the alien or the people who believe in aliens in America? No. Oh, so so worth it. Like just just look at it. I think it's on Netflix or or iPlayer. Just it's forty five minutes of just sheer gold of these Americans who so believe that they are killing aliens with mind bullets as the right. first line of defense in the earth. You know, it's just like, and he's he's got a proper setup. You know, he's got like an office and he's got a deputy. 
Yeah. And you can see Louis through talking to the deputy and and this deputy's like, Yeah, yeah, no, I believe him. I hundred percent believe him. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Really? Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't you know, and you can tell yeah. it. And there's another guy who can speak to aliens in another dimension, which is just oh so so fun. Just to see him like sitting there saying mum 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 and like he's oh it was yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. Louis through aliens give it a watch great yeah on our ghost themed halloween episode and enjoy it guys <laughs> who's an off topic <laughs> uh i was gonna say an off topic sally is that is that is that what we want to call ourselves off topic sally's yeah billy big balls and off topic sally <laughs> okay give me a ghost game ghost game um, I have a ghost in a game. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is my controversial one. Okay. Right. So, in the classic fighting game, yeah. Darkstalkers. Yeah. Do you remember any ghosts in it? No, because nobody actually played Darkstalkers. Oh, okay. <laughs> everyone just everyone just remembers them from Capcom versus games like oh where are these cool characters okay from? of the dark stalkers cast do you know yeah. of any of them that are ghosts uh i couldn't even tell you any of the dark stalkers cast apart from morrigan and other color morrigan <laughs> lilith <laughs> how do you not know the dark stalkers cast cuz i've not i never really played it is there is the little Bunny, is there a red Riding Hood? It's not a bunny. You're thinking of Felicia the cat? No, I'm not. Okay. Red Riding Hood, BB Hood. BB Hood. No, she's not a ghost. So, there's a character in it called Heason Cole. Oh, does she have the little tickets? She has the little ticket on the face, but she also has the the big sleeves with the the chains coming out of them. Yeah, I do know her. Yeah, cool. Good. So... She was marketed in the West as a ghost. I think any marketing of Darkstalkers is a contest. Okay, marketing, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in the instruction manual, she's okay. a ghost. Right. Now, this is where it gets a little bit contentious because I think that was mainly because somebody at Capcom said, Nobody's going to understand what she actually is. Just call her a ghost. And yeah. I think we're actually, nowadays, we're a bit more accepting of what these things are. And, you know, we accept Japanese culture to have these yokai and all that sort of stuff. It's still a bit of a weird one as to what she actually is. Um, I still think of her as a ghost because she's like, there's this big backstory about her actually being two entwined souls of sisters and the mother's also like redeemed them and she becomes evil and all this sort of stuff. Um, but she's actually based on, get ready for this, Yeah. Japanese hopping vampires. Uh-huh. Have you heard of um, a hopping vampire? Uh, no. No. Okay, so that is that is her actual genre. She's not a ghost. She's a she's a hopping vampire. Now, I'm still including her on this list because 
in my heart of hearts. And when I was first introduced to her, I had no idea of Japanese culture particularly well, nor did I know what a hopping vampire was. So I'm happy to continue to think of her as a ghost. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think she's a really, really cool character because she has like these big sleeves and she just pulls out so many different weapons. She has these cool claws which she actually uses to crawl along the ground really quickly. She has like a big sort of flail spiked ball thing that she uses and she's got like a sort of a Batman zip line that she can fire up in the ceiling and then she spins around with all of the blades and things like that. I, I really like that whole bladed ghost well, bladed hopping vampire um, that she sort of embodies or yeah yeah she's got a body if she does that body body yeah <laughs> uh, you seem to be very quiet there do you hate everything about um, what I'm saying about <laughs> he's no I'm um, one of the things that I've seen a lot in uh, particularly Japanese but I think it's kind of pan uh, Asian are uh, those little tickets yes you see them in like you know anime and other things so it's, it's usually like a big long strip of paper that has like words and then they put them on the foreheads yeah 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 uh, I don't really know what are they supposed to do um, so I think the tickets get used as wards. So like um, you have them on things to like ward off evil spirits. Yeah. And I guess she had a ticket in her head because she used to be evil, or okay. something like that. I think there is a whole story around that. I started reading about Ethan Cole before I did this podcast. Believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actual. Um, research and her story got so convoluted that i was like i don't know two-thirds of the way through the wiki page i was like i don't even remember how this started why is her mother involved <laughs> also where is that story told how many like three dark stalkers games and not all the cast are in every game um i think was there a i think he's in co is a staple and yeah they do do a lot of story telling at the starts and the ends of the games when you play as the characters Okay, I, yeah, I care. There were a lot of games we didn't get. Yeah. Like the Vampire Hunter and the Vampire Savior games. Well, we got... Yeah, I mean, I, I played Darkstalkers in the arcade. And um, that's... I think I had Darkstalkers 3 for the PlayStation. This is a, a very boring story. I'm not going to talk about it. But yeah, I've, I've had Darkstalkers games and played them yeah. and enjoyed them. And of course, like you get the emulated versions of the other versions as well. Yeah, like I like Darkstalkers. I'd, I'd love to have a compendium of them or Did some you know way got, to play them. You know, they got a TV series, an American TV series, as well as a Japanese one. Yes, I do remember that. And I remember, I think, Dimitri comes across as um, a little bit... Uh, a wrong Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd like, uh, recently I, I can't remember why I got into, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to learn more about uh, 
ghosts and myths from Japan and China. Um, and there's still very little that's been properly kind of translated. Um, so it's only through weird things like Yokai Watch and strange Pokemon yeah. and uh, uh, weird tropes that you see in video games that uh, that comes across. But there's a guy uh, called Patrick Lafcadio. I have no idea how you say that. Hern, uh, who was Greek Irish, but then he went to Japan and studied ghosts and legends. And so there's a, a really nice penguin book. Okay, of, cool. Of some of his, uh, of some of his ghosts. So they are stories. Yeah, you get um, a lot of it in like um, the Studio Ghibli, like apparently like uh, that Spirited Away one. Like yeah. everything you see, like hopping umbrellas and stuff like that, are, are all just like yokai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. Um, so yeah, some of his writing is accessible still. That's another problem with some of the stuff that he put together. Uh, and it's interesting to kind of see all these different ghost stories. They're, yeah. quite, they're quite brutal as well. They will have like many of them have very um, kind of truncated endings. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, and then on fifty nights he had to surround himself by salt and do some prayers, and then after fifty nights he forgot, and then uh, his head got cut off. At the end. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, there's he's and cool. Very, very cool Darkstalkers character. Um, she made it to quite a few of the crossovers as well. She's in Project Cross Zone. Um, oh, that gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> she's also in um, what's it called? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. Um, it's not a good game, but for some reason she was selected by the Capcom committee to be in there as well. Um. Yeah. And yeah, good fun. So yeah, um, so who is next on your list? What ghost in game? So I think I may have mentioned this when I was playing it on the 3DS. Uh, but the next ghost I'm going to mention is from Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, um, which I vicariously enjoyed when it first came out. I watched my brother play most of it, and then um got it on the 3ds and it's one of those games that really shouldn't work on a 3ds you know it's a big <laughs> complicated game uh, that used all the buttons and the and the place a bit it yeah, really worked just about worked on the 3ds and one of the boss fights in that um so the Metal solid games are famous for you know putting you through a gauntlet of different bosses on a on a theme be it uh emotions or sins or blah 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 uh and one of the bosses there was called the sorrow uh, and he was actually dead. He died. He was killed by spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 3 by the boss uh, in part of one of the ridiculously convoluted plots that tends to put me off the Metal Gear Solid games. But the cool thing about his boss fight was uh, you would go down this river of sorrow and you'd have to kind of fight off or wade through uh, all the ghosts of people that you'd killed uh, until you'd got to that point in the game. So you can do it without killing anyone. I think there are four people you have to kill. And there's only four things. Four ghosts which you have to encounter. Uh, and if you kill absolutely everybody, then that bit of the level is really, really hard. Uh, but if you if you kind of indirectly killed them, they wouldn't appear. 
So if you like threw them into some quicksand or something and they sunk, <laughs> that wouldn't count. But if you if you kind of shot them, uh, they would be there, uh, which is really cool. Um, and you're kind of there's not much you can do. It's kind of like a dodging mini game, uh, and there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do uh, in that game. And then later on, if you're uh, if you, you can get us like a special little bit where you can see the sorrow's real dead body and he pops up in some of the later games as well um and uh in one of the games i forget which one it is uh he, uh, i have no idea i've not played any of them at okay all. well you you're attacked by or, or you know a ghost of one of the previous bosses turns up and then the ghost of the sorrow turns up and gets rid of him um Ghosts are all over that game as well, so there's lots that you have a camera, and there are various there's various achievements or bits you unlock by photographing various ghosts. You just have to keep photographing everywhere until you find all these ghosts around uh, around the game to unlock some stuff. But yeah, I really like that that mechanic because uh, I've always always thought about you know um, it, much like that scene from Austin Powers where every guard he kills you kind of see a little scene about their family yeah 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 um if somehow that could be incorporated into games you know these games these games where you're just mowing down guards uh, and he <laughs> tells you the story of their life and uh, the kids that they left behind um and this was a cool way of doing it um uh, the first time you're playing it um, you don't really realize i think um and then there are a few kind of recognizable ghosts oh okay yeah that's the guy i killed doing this or doing that um so yeah i really like kojima at his best i think really having fun with how a game works um and forcing you to confront uh all the soldiers that you legally killed uh, because you know you can knock them out or avoid them yeah uh in this in this river of sorrow that's my second ghost is the sorrow metal gear solid 3 okay okay Good choice. Yeah, I like it. Huge fan, I, and I like the 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 ghost mechanic. Uh, you know, they're kind of doing something with it. Yeah, yeah. As a as a gameplay thing. Yeah, and uh, definitely fits in with the definition of the ghosts. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. solidly ghosts, proper ghosts. Solidly ghosts. There, yeah. there's a nice oxymoron. What's your next ghost? Okay. Uh, short and sweet one. You know how Aerith dies in Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, unless you put the cheek hood in. Yeah, yeah, unless you do that. But you also get to see your ghost. Do you know that? Well, you see it, well, you see her lots of times, depending on what. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about, like, back um, flash flashbacks or anything like that. But you also see, you see her in Advent Children at the end. You see her... In the game Final Fantasy VII. A lot in Advent Children. Just Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Okay. God. Going off piece with extra canon. You know? Um, but no, no, no. Actually in the game. So, um, after, spoiler, Aerith dies. Spoilers. <laughs> um, if you return... To the church in Midgar, yeah, um, like where you first met her, or first kind of meet her. 
Oh um, yeah, you, you met her before. Yeah, but you know that she lived there, or you know she hung about there. She yeah. took you to that church, tending the flowers. You just see a little flash of her, a little glimpse, a little ghost of her once being there. That's it. And she's gone. Just, just a little memory of where is a nice creepy little nod that you know she's still around and of course they've got this whole spiel of the planet life blood of the planet and all that sort of stuff going on at the same time life a streamer life a streamer yeah um so i guess that's what it sort of ties into and that's what was making these flowers grow so maybe there's just a little bit of Aerith there but I, I thought it was fun to include that I know that you genuinely do fight ghosts in the disused scrapyard for the trains yeah. and shout, steal ghost hands and stuff like that shout out to what's the name of that house oh god oh god uh, I don't know uh, okay vamp whilst I check yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so ghosts in Final Fantasy 7 um, and of course you've got the all of the weird creepy yokai-esque ones in uh, Nibelheim? Nibelheim? Hell, Hell House Hell House, yes yeah but yeah, you know where um, Vincent is yeah yeah, yeah. cool yeah, it's quite a few uh, ghosty bits in Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest uh, just as a you know standard staple boss type. I mean, the ghosts that you fight in the Bloomin Scrapyard are like they're literally floating sheets with two you know <laughs> holes cut out like eyes. Yeah. yeah so it's a it's a little <laughs> basic, but yeah, I like the nod to Aerith being dead and then a little glimpse of her ghost suddenly appearing as well. Um, which. Boss, can you one hit kill with a phoenix down? Oh, um, because it's a it's a ghost. Yes, and anything you, any healing stuff that you do on it actually does damage to it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, and if you use a phoenix down, is it as in, in Nibelheim? Is it the? It's one of the bosses before you get to Vincent, isn't it? I thought it was before that. Oh well. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I, I'm so glad you posed that that riddle for us and gave us no closure. G Natak? Hmm? I don't know. Who's G Natak? G Natak. How do you spell that? G E. G I. G I. N A T T A K. Oh, gee, Natak. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one in the... It's the weird face thing that has, like, a sun and a moon into it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's literally in... Uh, no, that's in the cavern. That's a different thing. That's not the thing I'm thinking of. Yeah, so since, since it's undead, a simple strategy is to use an X potion elixir or mega elixir to kill it instantly. Phoenix down, spell life will work as well, though it might miss because it's 25% chance of working. Oh, fantastic, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, there you go. Final Fantasy VII ghosty bits. 
Nice. Over to you. Who's next on your list? <laughs> the next one on my list is Cynthia Velasquez from oh, Silent you, Hill you or The Room. That is mine. That's mine. That is my last one. Well, you should have said it first. Um, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so she's she's one of the... Uh, oh, God. How many sacraments are there? 17, 20, 21? 21. 21 sorry, she's one of the six ghosts in Silent Hill, the room. Yes. Uh... Halfway through the game, things go a little bit weird. So the first half of the game, you are travelling through different orifices in your house. I See, I'm, I'm just totally uh, railroading and sandbagging you now. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So you you travel through these little holes and you end up in other people's dreams. And each one of those people um, eventually die. Spoilers. Um, And you have to pretty much kill their ghosts. It's a great game. Yeah. Or at least get away with it. It's something you can't kill, right? Well, you only get a certain number of is it Swords of Damascus? Swords of uh, Obedience? Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, you jam a sword into that ghost and it can no longer move around. And I think you yeah. only get five of them. So you always have to leave one uh, around. But you can also at any time go back and take that sword out of that essentially boss character and then run away. But then it means that something freaky will happen in your apartment or something like that as well. Yes. Yeah. So you see, uh, so you see Cynthia alive, and then there's a horrible level in the subway. <laughs> I think yeah. it's probably one of the creepiest sets. I mean, you know, Silent Hill takes you to schools and hospitals, but there's something really creepy about that subway in particular. Especially an empty subway. I think that's. What yeah, yeah, an empty subway, and you're reading, you know. Or you're reading files about somebody who killed themselves, and you get these these ghosts, which are really creepy, because they're kind of swimming along the floor, like almost like a fish. Um, and you see a couple of those on your way down there, and then uh, uh, Cynthia dies, kind of in your arms, and then you have to come back later, and then she is one of those ghosts, kind of swimming around on the floor like a fish. Um, and then floating like a puppet <laughs> bits and pieces yeah but I think the, the floating like a puppet thing that that's the thing that I chose her over all of the other ghosts I chose her over the other ghosts um, wow. yeah 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 she said it first um, <laughs> says, says otherwise yeah yeah um, it's because she has this sort of like drowned uh, tentacle like hair that yeah. seems to be sort of not the strings for her, but it's almost like it is pushing her around as a puppet as well. And it, yeah. it snaps out and it grabs you and, and you have to like fight off the hair. But of course, you can't actually kill the ghost. You just have to shove a sword in it. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean that's what I really, really love about the room is like that narrative of the six people that you go and visit in their dreams. They die and then they, you have to somehow deal with them as... Um, as as malevolent spirits, yeah, you know, and like there's a guy who's 
on fire. Um, and, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's also quite memorable. Um, but it's just genuinely very scary. And so there are very few ghosts on this list which are, you know, ooh, scary. Yeah, exactly. Boo um, from Mario. Being... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sable Eyes a little bit scary, but not quite in the same way. But the room in general, we've talked about it before, just, you know, one of those games that plays little tricks on you all the time. And because you're stuck in this room and there's various, you know, items that you can find or accept, which makes creepy things happen. So yeah. you're on edge the whole time. Every time you, you start. There's because, always consequences to your actions. Yeah. So it's initially the room is like your sanctuary. And then as you go through, you start dread going back and then there's all kinds of ni- nice little tricks like one time you know there'll be somebody looking at you from across the street in the window uh i remember another time you know just as you you'd kind of do a circuit of the apartment every time you come back yeah and like a head would fall past the window or a little there's doll a, would get up and walk towards you there's a billboard or, with a uh phone number and you can yeah. actually use the phone in your room to you know phone that one and of course you listen to it and you just get Bleh. yeah <laughs> yeah uh there's a pair of slippers that kind of walks around and leaves bloody footprints yeah I, um that halfway point in the game that i sort of mentioned before after all six of the spirits or six of the guys have died um that's when you start getting your apartment gets very haunted the chains appearing and all that sort of stuff is it's not nice and you have to faces out the wall yeah, and you have to burn candles to get rid of these uh what's it called almost possessions that are happening to like a little kitchenette area and things like that yeah yeah um yeah and the way she moves you know it's very much the ring and the grudge uh which were which were popular at the time um with the, the hair as well, the long black hair. Yeah. And of course, it being a Konami game, if you do particularly well, which I never did because it was a quite a hard game and I didn't want really to play it very much because it's too scary. Yeah, it's very scary. You can unlock sexy outfits for her. I don't know if she has the sexy outfit when she's a ghost as well. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you could get outfits for those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's quite it's cool. A hor- horribly uh, revealing outfit that you're now looking at. Oh dear, okay. Yeah. Giggling yeah. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's also... <laughs> I think she's in a Dance Dance Revolution game as well in the background. Are you kidding me? That's brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. Not as a ghost, just as her uh, her pre, her pre-ghostly self. Ah, oh, that'd be so cool if she's sort of like dancing about with the, but the, the weird <laughs> uh, evil hair that's actually making her move around. <laughs> drowned drowned fish ghosts puppet mm. lady oh god yeah just looking at it yeah that's it's just basically skimpy lingerie she's wearing yeah I'm not too sure how you unlock that but I I don't think I played the room more than once because it was so horrible yeah I mean I played through it once I, I don't think it was hard it was just more distressing it, yes <laughs> That, that's the thing it's just like right okay I want to play this game and then you're thinking I don't want to play this game it's just <laughs> <No>. so scary <laughs> yeah I, I get the same way about horror movies um and I, I think we can bring this to a close because I no longer have any more people 
to talk about. Thanks yeah. very much. Um, but yeah, I get the same way about horror movies as well. Like, I've been watching um, In Search of Darkness, you know, the great big long documentaries about all of the 80s horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, or I tend to think that I like horror movies. Yeah. But I can't decide if I do or not. Because one, I don't like slashers. Like, I don't like films where they try to make lots of blood um, or, you know, slashing people and arms fall off and, and try to make it look as realistic as possible. Nowadays, obviously, there's no point in doing that because CG has gone well, well beyond that. But, like, the old 70s and 80s ones when they were using prosthetics and models and stuff like that, they still put you on edge because they're minging. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not It's not so much the slashers. <laughs> um, I mind too much, I think. Maybe desensitised to it all. It's, it, you know, <laughs> you can watch people be, you know, people having their heads pulled off in Dawn of the Dead or, uh, you, you know, other horrible kinds of things. It's more the, <laughs> it's more the, you know, uh, suburban horror, which yeah. the room kind of taps into, you know, uh, like... Uh, I think I sent you <laughs> that short film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just about, you know, a light switch going on and off in a hallway. That freaks me out way, way more than, yeah. you know, seeing someone get their eyes pushed in or something. Um, which Silent Hill is all <laughs> is all about. Um, yeah, it's the psychological horror side of things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Did I, I see it? Didn't I see it? Um, and, and familiar settings as well. Yeah. Um, you but, know, like, things like... You know, uh, Midsummer can almost fall into that psychological horror thing as well, and it's it's quite disturbing. Have you seen Get Out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. See, that's that's proper claustrophobic horror stuff. Um, and I can't decide. Like that film will stay with me for a long, long time. Yeah. A long time. Did I like it? <laughs> See, I, this is what I can't decide, you know. It's quite scary, like, when it's just murderers and stuff like that. Whereas, I fucking love um, Hellraiser. Yeah. It's nothing. It's basically a fantasy film. That, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, and, and it's it's a weird demons and sci-fi almost. And yeah, they, they take it to sci-fi and, and, and Hellraiser 4. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, that's fine, and I dig that kind of. I, I guess it uh, sort of um, because it's so unrealistic, and because it's a bit more of a mythos, you know. Yeah. Um, it's more palatable, but like, I I was disturbed by. Do you remember Peter Jackson's Brain Dead? Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. With the zombies and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh god, that is something I watched when I was too young to watch horror films. <laughs> um, and there's just like one scene where these people are like dying. He's got his mum out there, and her ear falls off into yeah. a bowl of custard, and then you just watch her eat her own ear with this yellow gloopy mess and like this bloodied red pussy ear, and mm-hmm. and you're just like oh, and that's ten times worse. And pretty much like the rest of the film, and, and and that film, yeah, it's pretty icky. It does. It's so stupid. Yeah, 
Like See, but I, I'd, um, yeah, I don't mind those too much, but things like, uh, films like, um, In the Mouth of Madness, Through the Mouth of Madness. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Through the Mouth of Madness, yeah. Yeah, uh, which, you know, just little bits like, there's a painting, and it's a very good film, you should watch it if you haven't, um, there's a painting in the lobby, and the painting changes every time you look at it, right, there's differences in this painting, mm. it's not really drawn attention to it, or, you know, he's driving down the highway and keeps passing this paper boy who gets older and older and older until it's like a, you know, partially putrefied old man who's cycling his bike up the road and stuff like that. Just, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I think the worst, the scariest game I've ever, ever played, um, I didn't get very far, it was Forbidden Siren. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and because the mechanic in that was, it was genius, it was, it was solid. It's Forbidden the, the... Siren Fatal Frame, or no, no, it's similar. It looks, yeah, it has that same um, aesthetic uh, with the kind of film grain on it. But the mechanic in that was, you could attune yourself to these other kind of zombies, and you could see through their eyes. Okay. Sort of like tuning in a radio. Um, and they were solid, so you couldn't, you know, you couldn't really, in the way you can decide here, you couldn't run up to them and do them with a pipe, right? It was like 50-50 chance that you could, and there were too many of them in some levels. So you'd kind of be creeping around as they were patrolling about, um, very, you know, creepy kind of Asian zombie type things. Um, but then you'd kind of check through their eyes, but then when you saw, like, the back of your head in one of their eyes, it's like, shit, that means it's behind me. Um, yeah. Fuck me up. Couldn't play that game. Yeah, I, I, I played Fatal Frame. I, I just, I know it's a different game. Yeah. And the whole concept behind that one is, there are ghosts everywhere. Yeah. You want to kill them by taking pictures of them. Yeah. The more pictures you take of them, the angrier they get. So you can walk around this mansion. Creepy sounds will happen. Things will happen, and you're okay. But the moment you bring that camera up to your face, the choice you have to make <laughs> to, <laughs> to bring this camera up to your face, that's when, you know, the ghosts don't like being seen. Yeah. So, yeah, they... That's yeah, but you they... do more damage to them, the better the photo you take. Yes, so you, you have to try and get them in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snap. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but of course, it's it's not nice and it's a little creepy and... Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a great concept for a game I find again it very hard to play <laughs> because yeah. yeah yeah so I I think I downloaded a I remember we got a Facebook frame on the Switch on the Wii or the Wii yes. U 7 maybe um but it, I don't know there's something about it being download only or something and it was just so huge I don't think it was Wii U I think it was just Wii it's just weird. It's yeah. such a huge game. So I think I played the demo and it took ages to download. And yeah, you do one one level of it, but yeah, that's that yeah, horrible. Generally, Fatal Frame, um, and Forbidden Siren are probably the two proper scary, scary ghosty type games, ghosty zombie type games. Both very Japanese as well. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, I, I just wanted to get my thoughts on Halloween films as well. Like I have a I have a tradition of always trying to watch Halloween films over over the October period. I, and I just found myself like trying to choose these films and I was like, no, that film's minging. Or no, I don't <laughs> want one that's going to psychologically disturb me for the rest of the life. And I'm just like, I just end up just watching comedy ones, you know, like um, I ended up watching What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Technically, it's a horror, but it, only because it's got like vampires in it. But it's like, it pales. <laughs> and next to like actual horrors, but it counts. It's got vampires in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Try, try it in the mouth of madness. Um, I don't think I will actually. <laughs> but yeah. No. Oh, sorry, did I offend you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, Bre- I, I'd like to watch it for the first time again. But also, I never want to watch it again in my life. Yeah, like, yeah. There's plenty of films like that that you just wish, you know, oh, they're so creepy and odd and they stick with you. That's yeah. the thing. They, 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 they get something in your brain. And I know part of watching horror is the desensitization and then it moves into entertainment. But getting past that desensitizing is, is often not worth worth it when you can just i don't know watch something else something nice <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know I, I, it, it's a tough one yeah but there's also you know there's there's many film studies theses about uh how that's the importance of horror films right is to uh uh to go somewhere and be scared and excited and um, for it, it to you know to be a channel for anxieties and fears and for that reason a lot of horror movies are tapping into uh, you know various negative aspects of modern life be it uh, you know zombie horror set in a mall or uh, a yeah. holiday camp um, or there was one there was it called Land of the Dead which is basically about the the bush. Um, administration. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Say so, you know, it. It being a way to um, uh, expose yourself and process um, uh, things in a safe, contained way because you know that at the end of that, you walk out of the cinema and you leave. Um, yeah. I think there's lots yeah. of writing on that. It's, it's one of the things is like people talk about the best kills in the film. Oh, how great was it when, like, those two were having sex and then Jason just stabs both of them through the chest. And like, that's not very nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, okay, yeah. But it's, it's weird that there is a flippancy to the ability to sort of just say that, you know, like, that's the best kill. Yeah. yeah. Or that, you know, it's fine to show that kind of thing on the screen, but God forbid we ever see a uh... <laughs> erect penis yeah yeah, yeah right. that's true <laughs> we can see people getting disemboweled and heads cut off and god knows what but uh but no. the real taboo yeah, yeah. is uh like, i think i've got one more ghost do you yeah i've only done three you've only done three yeah oh, okay cool right right okay <clears throat> 
We'll just edit out all of that Halloween chat, shall we? <laughs> well, my last ghost, very quickly, uh, is the ghost D from another code, two memories. So another code uh, had two games, and it was part of this magical time in the same universe, I think. I don't know if that's been confirmed, but all made by Sing as Hotel Dusk, Last Window, and there were two another code games. And in another code, you play as Ashley Mizuki Robbins. <laughs> Very strange name, Mizuki Robbins. Um, and in the first game, another code, two memories on the DS. That's when everything had to be some DS pun. Yeah. She had a DAS system, which looked just like a DS. Two memories because there's two screens or some shit. <laughs> um, but she meets a ghost boy when she lands on uh, this little island. And the whole game is about uh, trying. I think he can fail as well, trying to to get his memories back. And she's, um, you know, she doesn't seem to be too bothered by ghost. Uh, this ghost boy, who she meets in a cemetery, and the game plays all around puzzles, quite hard puzzles, if I remember rightly. Um, but it has this really dark story at the heart of it, you know. And she's, you know, she's like a, uh, she's like a spunky. Uh, Teen and this kid's kind of like a losery kid and he has this symbol in his chest um, which, spoilers for another code, turns out to be the last thing he saw before he died which was his uncle's hand trying to save him from this cliff. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, I said spoilers. Um, <laughs> and you can fail it. So so you can not oh, reveal okay. his <laughs> memories and then he's just stuck on the island for the rest of the time. You get an ending. Um, but if you do get enough of his memories back... Uh, you see the circumstances of his death and um, he falls off his cliff. Did, did you give it a little boons when you found it out? No, no, I didn't. It was, it was, uh, it was quite moving. Uh, it kind of catches you out because, you know, it's this lovely little game with a nice soundtrack. You're doing puzzles and running about. You've got a little DS system. Um, uh, yeah, and it's fun to play and the music's gorgeous and it's nice to play, but this really sad story at its heart which you're trying to unveil and then uh, and then you fuck off and do something completely different in another code R um, yeah so shout outs to D the ghost in another code okay two memories nice and the story <laughs> focuses on a ghost as well which is nice cool well yeah. that's actually quite a good one to end on then I, yeah I, I, I see another code, like always on these deals and things like that. I've just never picked it up. Just one of these ones. It's just like, oh, I don't have enough time to even research what this one is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever, if you touched uh, Hotel Dusk or Last Window. No. Um, very old school puzzle games in that you would, you know, you'd be like, I have this item and this item and I know they go somewhere in this thing but I can't quite work out how they go in oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah and so and so if you enjoy that and the the you know overcoming that challenge and when it finally clicks and you get it and you're really happy or if it just be someone who gets really frustrated and just looks up a walkthrough um, yeah yeah, yeah that's, they're not for you if you're that latter kind of person hmm. yeah there's and um, there was a yeah, little, little heyday with these four games that came out almost back to back and then uh, we don't really have anything quite like it uh, at the moment. Very old school kind of puzzle game. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm actually, this podcast has turned me around on Halloween and spooky things. Yeah. Hey! 
You gonna get your Halloween on? No, absolutely not. But... Yeah, okay. Uh, Are you gonna dress up as as a sexy nurse for Halloween? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We're not gonna hang pumpkins up. We're not gonna do trick or treat. Trick or treat. Okay. We're not gonna make pumpkin products. Gonna watch a horror movie? Nah. Hmm. Okay. There we go. But cool. everyone should watch In the Mouth of Madness this Halloween. In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I heard that that guy was a maniac. Spooky. Why did he spookily bite me? Spooky. 